Shalom Aleichem Rabotai, Happy Hanukkah, it is Koach Kislev, and Mishnah Yomi is holding in the 11th parak, the 11th chapter of Shabbat at Mishnah Vav. Hazorik, somebody throws an item in Rosh Hashanah, he's standing in Rosh Hashanah, and he's throwing in Rosh Hashanah, and as we've learned, his intention is to throw at least four Amas, but what happens in this case, V'nizkar, L'achar Shiyatztamiyadu, and he realizes, nizkar means remember, like zahor, but he, he realizes, oh my gosh, it's Shabbos after the item has already left his hand. As we're going to see in this Mishnah, Rabotai, this means that his, not all of his malacha was done in a situation of shogeg, of mistake. So a person is chayevachata to bring a karban to atone for his breaching of the Sabbath if he was mistaken during the entire malacha, as this Mishnah will explain, Maybe he didn't know it was, it was forbidden, or he didn't know today was Shabbat, he didn't remember. So here he's thrown the item, and it's still in the air, and he realizes, oh my gosh, that was a forbidden act, or he realizes, oh my gosh, today was Shabbat. And the Mishnah brings other variations, uh, or another person catches it. So instead of it going the four amot and just landing on the ground as he intended, somebody stuck up his baseball glove and caught the item, or klota kelev. Or the dog caught it. It was a stick. It was a frisbee, and the dog jumped up and Hashem, did like a dog does and grabs it. O nisrafa, or it was burnt up. It was thrown, and all of a sudden there was there was an oven or a fireplace that you know the fire got very hot underneath and it burned up the stick. Potter. In all of these cases, he's potter. Now the Bartner explains that there are two different scenarios here. The first one, as I mentioned, where he remembers in the middle, he realizes while the items there. Oh my gosh, it's Shabbos. So if he does so, then he's not entirely Bishogig. He was Shogig at the beginning. He was mistaken at the beginning about the act or about the day it was when he threw the item, but in the middle of the air, he realizes. So it's not the entire malacha in state of Shogig. And as the Gemara explains, Bartner recites the Gemara, A person's not high of a carbon chatat on breaching the Sabbath until the beginning and the end of the act was in a state of Shogig, of Shogig, of, of unawareness or inadvertentness. And these other cases, even if he was unaware the entire time, but somebody else interrupted his act, the dog or the person or the fire. So we have a concept we've seen before by two people carrying out the giant loaf of bread, shnaim shasuhu paturin. So in that case, if they're carrying out a very big piece of bread, they needed two people, they'd be chayev. But if they're carrying out one small piece of bread that only one person was needed, they'd be putter because shnaim shasuhu paturin. Two people who did one act, they are putter. It's only when one person does the act by himself from beginning to end in a state of shogeg from beginning to end, then he's chayev achatat. Now the Mishnah brings a variation here. Zorok, he threw an item like a rock, lasot chabura, to make a wound. His intention was to hurt someone. Bein ba'adam, bein behema, you know, to scare away a person or an animal. Benizgar, and then he realizes, oops, I can't make a wound, it's Shabbos. Ad shalo before the wound was made, potter. So here he, he realizes that it's forbidden to wound someone or something on Shabbos. So then again, he's putter because the, not the entire action is done in a state of shogig. Now the Mishnah summarizes, Zehaklal, this is the general principle, kol chayve chataut, anything that's chayev achatas, einan chayavin oche tiloton vesofan shgoga. He's not chayev until the beginning and the end of the act was done in a state of inadvertentness or unawareness. Now, this is a general concept for all of the malachot, not just carrying. 
the Mishnah continues, Tchilotan Shkaga Sofen Zodun, if the beginning was mistaken and the end was on purpose, Tchilotan Zodun Sofen Shkaga, or vice versa, Peturin, he's Pater, I should say, Tchilotan Vesofen Shkaga, he's Pater until the entire act was in a state of Shogig. Great, on to the 12th Perik. Okay, Perik, Yud Beis, Mishnah Olaf, Habone, someone who builds, what is the requisite shear of building to be Chayev? Kama Yivne, how much? Vihe Chayev. Habone koshu, that's any amount. Even filling in a little crack in the wall would be enough binyin to be chayev a carbon chatat. Hamasatet, one who chisels. The Bartner says he's squaring off a rock. He's making a rock into the proper shape. Hamakev potash, or someone who's striking the hammer blow. The Bartner again explains this is an act of quarrying. They would cut around a stone and then hit the stone while still attached to the, to the side of the quarry with the hammer so it would fall down. Uh, other people understand Makebapotish, they understand generally in the Gemara to mean sort of the final, the finishing touch or the final uh, strike that finishes a Kli. The Matzad, or he's hitting it with an Adz. I think Matzad and Adz, A D Z E, are similar cognate words. He's also striking it with this, this kind of hatchet to break it off the quarry. A Kodeach, someone who drills. Kosho, any amount, is Chayev. It is interesting, we're right in the middle of Hanukkah, and there's a Gemara in Avodah Zarah 52b that talks about the Hashmanaim rebuilt, they unbuilt the Mizbeach that was defiled by the Greeks, and they rebuilt a new Mizbeach. So these malachot of quarrying stones and smoothing stones, chiseling them into the right shape, though we didn't use chisels, we didn't use iron tools on the stones of the Mizbeach, uh, you, they, uh, they may have still had the shamir to cut the stones uh, without using metal tools. Um, so all of these these malachot were needed for the Hashmonayim to rebuild and rededicate the Mizbeach uh, during the, the Hanukkah. Anyway, the Mishnah continues, uh, here's the general rule about building. Someone who does a creative act, and his, and it's a lasting, it's a lasting fix. It's not just a piece of duct tape. It's, you know, he's actually building something. Then he's chayev achatat. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel adds on, even someone who's hitting with his hammer on the anvil while he's working, chayev, he's still chayev. Now, that's a bit of a chiddush. He explains, because he's fixing the work. So what is he doing? He's hammering a thin sheet of metal. Like for the... Um, for the Mishkan, for the tabernacle, they would have these sheets of gold that they would cut into strings, made of strings of gold in some of the uh, kalim. And so he's he's hammering gold very, very flat. But if you keep hammering, well, your hammer changes shape. We're, we're not talking about a, a processed steel hammer. We're talking about like a brass hammer, copper hammer. It's going to change shape also and then mess up the material you're hammering. So you have to hit the hammer on a very hard anvil to flatten out the surface so you can continue working. So Shimon Gamal says, even that, even though you're not hitting the hammer on the work itself, but on the item to flatten out the face of the hammer to be able to continue working properly, he says that's high, but is not like Shimon Gamal.